Welcome to the Wire to Wire podcast. It's me, your host Yusuf. Now this is part two of my conversation with Justin Knight. We go in depth on this one, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Without further ado, let's get right to it. Some of the ventures you have going on outside of your profession, you have, um, if I'm not mistaken, you have a sponsorship deal with Reebok. Mm-hmm. Actually, a little thing about me is my all-time favorite athlete is Iverson. Yes. Anyone, <laughs> anyone that knows me knows that about me. Jeez. Um, I know he's been with, he has like a lifetime deal with them. He's been with them since he was a rookie. That's the goal, so, right? <laughs> yeah. So I like Reebok personally. Like, I have like 20 pairs of his shoes right now, man. Really? I have like, yeah, over 20 pairs. I'll send you a picture if you don't believe Yeah. Me. But yeah. the reason why I'm bringing this up, there is relevance to it. The reason why I'm bringing it up is because one of the things I like about Reebok is like, on the outside looking and it seems they have like a culture of like, you know, being authentic and allowing for their athletes to be themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, and I get the impression that that's their selling point. Right. Yeah. But in your experience in dealing with them, you know, talk about what your experience has been like dealing with them and what, what was it that enticed you yeah. to join the Reebok team? I mean, they're, they're a pretty progressive company, I would say, um, in general, like a lot of, uh, young workers there. So like, they're not, if anything, like they're, they're really progressive. Like they're, I guess you can say kind of in tune with like the younger audience and stuff. And like, they kind of do things not the same way that like, you know, older people would do them. I think like kind of the reason why I went with Reebok, like one thing for sure, like there's no hiding it is like when you're a pro, it's very different than the NCAA. So things aren't as simple as full scholarship, half scholarship or no scholarship. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. now we're actually talking about dollars and like, you know, preparing yourself for that next avenue in life. And uh, Reebok was one of the companies that gave me a really opportunity to set myself up financially in that way. Even too, like I felt like the goals that they had, you know, at the time were very aligned with the goals that I had as a person um, and, yeah. and an athlete, you know, like be dominant. Like those were the same, that was the same mentality that I guess you can say that I had um, mm-hmm. just with athletics. So, um, yeah. you know, at the time when it came to me making decision, like a lot of things just lined up. Um, I also got to keep my same coach from college, which was a, a positive thing. A lot of my teammates, I was familiar with them too, which was, which was nice to have. So I think like at that, at that time, there was just a lot of great stuff that they were telling me. It, it, it made sense and stuff in the moment. It is interesting you use the word progressive because that's kind of the vibe that I get because yeah. I remember like even just growing up as a kid, right? Yeah, they they were really the ones that brought hip hop into basketball. <laughs> yeah, with AI. Like they had yeah with AI, and then they had like Jay Z had his own sneaker line, the Carters, and then G oh, Unit had their own. Yeah, he did the Carters. Oh man, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> you could go back. You could go back and tell them that you know you went on a podcast and you got a Reebok history lesson. I will. I'm honestly going to in our next catch up meeting. Yeah, they had a, the S Carters, and then they also had a shoe line with Fifty Cent with G Unit. I did not and, know any of this. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm. I'm telling you, I'm a Reebok guy, bro. But Gee, no, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have to get a shipment to you ASAP. I appreciate that, bro. Thank you for even offering that. No problem. But um they do have a history of being progressive. So it's interesting that you kind of picked up on that. 
Yeah. And you and that you mentioned it because, you know, it is true. Because you you did mention something like in regards to finances, right? So, you know, being an athlete, you're still early in your career, but you know, thinking about even life after, right? Yeah. Do you think about like investments and things of that nature and oh, all the time, all the yes. time. I feel like as I was telling you a little earlier, like, you know, my family, like they pride themselves on education. And, you know, one of the things that comes with education is like being able to make those decisions that set you up in the future instead yeah. of like, you know, the next generation of your family yeah. to be financially stable. And, yeah. um, you know, I came from a family where, you know, we were taught to deal like, you know, just try to get the necessities out of stuff and understand like yeah. what's a necessity and, Uh, what's not and try to live off of that and um for me like you know there's doing that and then uh, you know i have a i have a financial advisor right now we're trying to do some work together uh we haven't done anything yet just because like i just recently got him even aside from that like i i was telling you like i'm very interested into like owning property and renting it out and i just want to i want to buy property i want to invest in real estate and stuff like that that's what i'm trying to do you know, stuff of that nature and just owning land and stuff like that and having my money work for me. So yeah, that's what I'm, I'm actually in the process of like kind of learning about that stuff now. Those are some things that I kind of pride myself with. And uh, I'm very fond of just kind of getting to learn how to do those things. And, uh, and I mean, even outside of running and stuff like that, like I know that my running career, me being the best athlete that I can be can also set me up to to be like a coach in the future or a mentor of some sort where yeah i'll still continuously getting get paid to do something that i've been doing my whole life so uh that's stuff that i think about all the time and i i I could see that for you i mean i mean don't get me wrong you know i hope you have a very long successful (laughs) career right for sure yeah i think you're very well tempered i think you're someone who's very patient yeah and also too i think you're someone who's understanding i appreciate Um, that because you can admit to your mistakes and you know where the you are self-aware enough to understand where you made mistakes early on in your career. Yeah. But you made the effort to correct them, right? Exactly. So I could see you guiding, you know, 15, 20 years from now, someone who's where you are right now and helping them avoid some of those mistakes and, you know, you can reduce the learning curve for them. I can see that. And I are honestly, I already start trying to do that when, uh, you know, there's sometimes there's track meets that I go to and whether I'm competing or I'm watching someone compete, um, yeah. you know, sometimes kids recognize me and they're like, oh, Justin, like, you know, can I get a picture and stuff? Or like they ask me um, if they can get advice. And I mm-hmm. always like I'm the type of person where you know me like I it doesn't matter who you are or what you can do for me. Like if you're a nice person, I will always give you my time of day. And yeah. usually I assume people are nice people until like they prove me otherwise. So if a random kid comes up to me like i always talk to him and it's more than just like hey it's more like hey how are you what's your name what how old are you what are you into like what's your main event stuff like that and um sorry i think i'm getting a little off topic but like when i do stuff like that you know you never know whose life you're saving you can there's always there could be that kid that feels worthless you know what i mean and it's true he's mentally drained and like the fact that you take the time out of your day to actually conversate and ask him about his life it might actually save someone's life and um it's very true yeah and i always think about that and then i was was even thinking to like one of these kids that 
um, not recently, I guess you can back in 2019, I went to like a high school meet or something like that uh, with a buddy of mine who uh, he's like a, a physiotherapist. So he worked on a couple of the kids and like he went to go see them compete and he asked me to come. So I went and yeah. um, I was talking to these kids and then they were asking me about scholarships and, you know, getting into school. And I told them something that was really important, which a lot of kids don't think about scholarships in this way, where a lot of kids, they only think about scholarships being like, oh, I can only get like my scholarship through athletics. And Mm -hmm. I tell these guys where, you know, in college, there's so many different ways to get scholarships. There's so many ways for you to attend your dream school. And yes, like I'll be the first to say like athletics is very important. Like if that's what you're passionate about, uh, you know, you should strive for it. Like if that's something that you spend your time in, like you should always try to be your best. Mm -hmm. But sometimes your best might not be good enough because there's so many people out there. And I told them, like, I used Oregon, for example, because in Oregon's a good basketball school, whatever. So a lot of people can relate because they have a lot of great sports. But Oregon in track and field is like, it's almost like going to Duke. It's so historic and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the kid told me, like, Oregon's his dream school. And I said, well, you know, do you think you can get into Oregon? And he's like, well, like, my times, like, they're not as fast as they could be. But, like, I'm really trying. And then um, I told the kid, like, well, listen to this. Your times are pretty, like, they're not bad. They're pretty good. But they might offer you, like, a 60% scholarship, for example. Now, a lot of kids, like, school in the States is very expensive. So 60%, like, isn't the best. Sometimes, like, that could even be the deciding factor. Like, hey, you just got to go to a different school because that school is too expensive, even after 60% scholarship. Yeah. And I told him, but, like, what's your academics like? Like, do you try hard in school? Like, do you work hard? Are you trying to get a Mm 4.0? He's like, yeah, I do well in school, but like, sometimes I slack. And I said, trust me, what you want to do is work just as hard in school as you do in athletics, because you might get that 60% offer, but if you're a good student too, the academic department at Oregon might say, hey, we can give you 40% scholarship to come here on an academic aid. And All of a sudden, 60 plus 40 turns into 100% and you're at your dream school doing it what you wanted to do. And um, I'll always remember that moment because they they weren't thinking about it in that way. But I think like a lot of kids forget like the power of education and how Mm -hmm. like education can actually help you achieve your goals from an athletic standpoint. So I I was really happy that the kid actually listened to me. Um, I don't know where he is now, but I hope he listened and he was able to achieve it. But um, that's something that I always tell kids too. Yeah. And you got to keep an open mind, right? Like life is about being open-minded. Like exactly. Because the goal can be fixed, but the journey to getting to that goal is not a linear thing. It's not like, it's not like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like you're just driving a car, like you just go in your car, go straight to destination. No, like there's going to be a detour. Yeah, exactly. And nobody's path is the same. That's the thing at the end. You can't watch what your friends are doing. You can use their path to help guide you and like be like, oh, I can see how like this patch was a little bit rougher than Mm -hmm. you know, if I went a different way, but nobody's path is exactly the same. And exactly Exactly what you're saying. And every and everyone's journey to kind of piggyback off what you're saying as well, everyone's journey is just as unique as the individual themselves. 
Yes. So what? So what looks? So when? So person A's journey is not going to be the same as person B's journey. Exactly. So you just have to keep an open mind, have your target on what you want, but be flexible in how to get there, because exactly. new path, new doors might emerge. So I think by you even just giving that kid that advice, whether he took it or not. Yeah, you who knows? Least, you might have tried in school yeah. and ended up becoming something even greater, like from a from an yeah. academic standpoint. You know what but, I mean? But you planted that seed that wasn't there before, so I think you did your yeah. part. It's so crazy, man. It's yeah, and it's crazy to see too. Like another thing where you can watch your friends and be inspired, but it's good to not watch people too closely because I agree. I mean, there was a there's a lot of people in high school. Or even, or even college. I think more so high school is definitely you can see it a little bit more. But mm-hmm. you thought like these kids are so ahead of the game. And you're like, wow, yeah. like they have yeah. all this and like they're moving like that. But then, and you felt like you didn't accomplish anything or you didn't have yeah. anything. But then, and not all my friends, obviously, but there's certain kids mm-hmm. where I was like, man, in high school, like you have it all, buddy. Like I would trade yeah. anything for what you have. Yeah. And then now, like, you know, years later, I'm, they're looking at me in that way. But like our journeys yeah. just were, it took me a little bit longer to surpass what I thought was amazing at the time. And now I'm doing yeah. something greater. And, you know, there's kids that even see that with me. Like there's kids where I'm like, oh, you live such a cool life. But then like years later, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to be doctors and lawyers and like yeah. executives or, or what have you, you know what I mean? Or just living yeah. a good life. So I feel like it's always important to know that everybody finds success at different points in life. And just because you might not be successful right now doesn't mean that you won't be in the future. Because I, I would have never seen myself, like, looking back, when I was just a basketball player, I could have never dreamed going to Syracuse University and getting a yeah. full scholarship and Reebok sponsoring me as an athlete. That, that didn't even enter my mind. Yeah, I would have loved it, but, like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't see that happening. It's, just, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you just never know what life will take you. And exactly it's like and that's part of it's again it's all part of the journey and it's yeah. part of it's part of having an open mind is that when you go through this journey and something new presents itself you just go with it exactly like yeah so let's just say your mind was set no, i have to go to york <laughs> to stay in school in canada right yeah and then you might not yeah. have been as open-minded to go into an american school like if they came to you, you could have just been like no no that doesn't work for me here yeah but because you're flexible and the opportunity presented itself, you gave it a chance. You went to see what was going on. You weighed your options and it worked out. It worked, it worked out the way it was meant to work out for you. Right. So it's like, I I agree with what you said earlier though, about not watching people too hard. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's not good. It's not good because it throws you off your path. You got to, exactly. You got to watch, you got to watch what you're doing and, and not pay attention to what other people have going on. Just focus on yourself and what you can do to get better. Exactly. 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 I can't preach that enough. Yeah. So so when you look at everything, right, you look at all the, all the things that you've accomplished, you know, being a three-time NCAA <laughs> champion, you're a two-time world champion yep. finalist. Is there anything else that oh, I'm missing? Oh, man. I mean, at this point, like, <laughs> I just, all Americans, I don't even know how many All-Americans I have, but I have a lot. Yeah. That. And you're a Team Canada yeah. athlete. You'll be competing in the upcoming Olympics oh, in was, Tokyo. Oh, here's something cool. I was a three-time uh, Syracuse University Athlete of the Year. So, like, including the basketball players, the football players. Wow. I was also Rookie of the Year my freshman year. Jeez, yeah, that's that's okay. the only other thing I could imagine. So, probably the man on yeah. that campus then. 
I was, yo. They treated honestly. They treated me like a basketball player over there. It yeah. was, um, I'm forever indebted for, uh, you know, they're they're family to me out there. I I never actually answered that question. Like mm-hmm. to be a part of Syracuse University and be a part of and that- have my own legacy over there. Like it means it means a lot to me, man. Like being an orange man or just I guess we're the Syracuse orange now, but like being an orange, yeah. it just means being a part of a greater family. Like I, when I was there, like the people within athletics like the athletic director and uh the staff mm-hmm. like they all treated me the same before i was like justin knight the ncaa champion like they always treated me with so much respect and um yeah it never changed like even when i started becoming like a valuable member to their team like obviously obviously it made them love me even more but they uh they always just kept treating me with respect and as you mentioned, like Carmelo Anthony going there and him being like one of your favorite players to be put in a regard by them as one of the greatest athletes, obviously not, you know, greater than like some of the athletes that went there, but to be in that conversation of like the top 15 athletes that went to Syracuse or top 10, I think I was ranked. It's really special. It's really, really, really special. That's some elite company, but it didn't happen by accident. You put in the work to get there, I right? put in the work, man. Yeah. I told you yeah. I, I grinded like I didn't know where my next meal was coming yeah. from. You know, the thing about me is like, you know, kids in college is college. Like it, kind of mm. on a separate note where, you know, some, sometimes kids get lost. People enjoy themselves. Like they have fun. Um, yeah. And I, I had a lot of fun in college. But the one thing where a lot of people wouldn't be willing to do this because, you know, I saw kids on my team that weren't willing to do this and kids at other programs is that Mm -hmm. like during the season, I didn't drink alcohol at all. Like I was dry during my season. I knew. (laughs) And to be honest, it's not a bad thing. Like some kids can drink a little, but like for me, Mm -hmm. I was just so focused. Like, Hey, I'm not going out partying when I know, like I need to make sure I have all the energy to make sure that I can perform for my team and my coaches. So um, yeah, it's just like the little stuff like that of being committed to yeah. your team that I was just willing to do. But see, that's very telling, right? Because college is known for a time of partying. Yeah, it's known for a time of partying and like hanging out with your friends and you know turning up, like yeah. especially in the states. Like <laughs> it's crazy. You know, but the fact, yeah, <laughs> we were like, ranked the number one party school in America like three years Syracuse, in a row. Really? Yeah, really. They're wow. crazy out there. Even over uh, University of Texas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think West Virginia, West Virginia used to claim it. Um, Yeah. Maybe I'm capping. I don't think it was three years in a row, but I know, (laughs) I know for two out of two out of the four years that I was at Syracuse, we were ranked the number one party school. Because you got to, you got to understand this too. Like, you know, Texas, the weather's always nice. Like we got girls and guys going out in blizzards, like in skirts and everything. Like those people, they don't care. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but see even more like you see it makes your case even more the fact that you know all of that was going on and you still stayed focused and you abstained like that that, yeah. that that takes a lot of willpower and trust me strength bro yeah so it was testing you deserve me. a lot of credit for that but saying that it's like i was trying to make friends too as a freshman and everybody on my dorm in my dorm on the same floor as me they were cool people and like they liked me they kept asking me to go out I wouldn't say I lost them as a friend, but like yeah. eventually when you keep telling them no, they just stop mm-hmm. including you because they know that what your answer yeah. is going to be. So like for me, it was really hard being a foreigner as a yeah. freshman to like kind of have that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. 
the stuff like that where like I look back at college and like I kind of have a couple stories like that where you know you don't appreciate it in the moment but then like you look back and you're like that's yeah. something funny like now that I'm through it yeah. like I can laugh about that now so sometimes I think to myself too yeah. right I wish like you know how we look back and say man those were some good days yeah. it would be good if in the present moment something could just tell you enjoy this moment right now because one day this will be that good old that Facts. this will be that moment that you're gonna look back on and really reflect exactly i try to train myself to just live in the moment and appreciate it because you never know you may look back one day and be happy and like that you experienced and that's it. big you know and like i think in life people are sometimes like oh like you know this sucks right now and like my life's gonna be so much better and not to say that life gets worse but like just to like the point mm-hmm. that you're saying is like you realize like oh man like that was really fun even though in the moment i didn't really appreciate it but like it made me a stronger person or like I I've never yeah. got a moment like that back again. And then yeah. like, that's like the stuff where like, even I'm not going to lie, like living with room, I don't, I don't live with roommates right now. Like I live alone, but like having mm. a roommate in college yeah. and like just that whole lifestyle in the moment, I kind of thought mm. it was like a little bit inconvenient, but then now I look back yeah. at it and I was like, no, we had some funny times. Like and we did some st- stupid, <laughs> some stupid stuff that I probably won't talk about, but like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just like the moments like that where you're just like, wow, you know, those are just memories. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes in life, we always, we're always looking ahead. Mm. Oh, when this happens, I'll, I'll be happy when this happens. I'll be happy when this happens. It's got to stop, smell the flowers and just enjoy where you're at. Yo, right now yes. It's not, it's not coming that this moment that you're in right now won't come back again. And kind of piggybacking so. off of that, like it's kind of a side note, kind of not changing the topic, but through running, I've had the opportunity to visit plenty of places outside of North America. You know, yeah. I've been to Dubai, I've been to London, I've been to Rome. Uh, but the place that I wanted mm-hmm. to mention was Colombia. And when okay. people always ask me about like, oh, what's like one of the favorite places that you've traveled to? I, I love Colombia for, man- <laughs> for many different reasons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the food's great there. Like, honestly... When I was in Colombia, actually, I'll never forget, like, I was just walking down the street. I think it was Barranquilla. But we were just walking down the street, heading to the grocery store. And I noticed, like, all these kids were just, like, playing and, like, kicking the soccer ball. Families were, like, sitting on their porch and, like, enjoying themselves, laughing. And it was just so different than, like, what I was accustomed to seeing, at least nowadays, where, like, People are always on their phone or like, you know, people's parents, like they're so focused on money. And like, I feel like we're very money driven where in Colombia, like they just seem so thankful to just be alive and have their family around and their friends around. And like from the youngest kids to like the grownups, it was just like a complete different mentality than what I was accustomed to seeing in North America. And I, I'm thankful for that trip because just like you said, like, living in the moment what i saw like those kids doing and those families doing is just living in the moment and enjoying each other while everybody is still there and i feel like yeah in north america sometimes and even myself too till this day like fall victim of just getting caught up in how can i make myself financially better or like you know what i mean like you know kind of like that type of stuff where we forget to just be thankful for life and to be alive you know Got me no, like it, it is thinking true. so deep now. <laughs> this is what the podcast is about, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's good. Like, I like it. I want to add to yeah, what go you're ahead. saying. 
I don't know. I noticed like on social media, a lot of people are angry mm. and annoyed and they're always yep. complaining. And it's kind of become like a place where you can get toxic, yeah. right? And I I kind of have my own theory as to why that is. Because I think in North America, for the most part, like particularly Canada and the yeah. US, is like we, we have life good when you we, think about we it. We are spoiled. <laughs> Trust me. I've yeah, seen like, some stuff. We have, we have, yeah, we live, a, we live comfortable yeah. lives. For Especially the most part, right? life. The thing is like, it's so good that we look for things to complain mm. about. So sometimes people get riled up and angry about things that in the grand scheme of things don't matter. And the reason why for, I'm bringing this up is that you mentioned like how people are in Colombia, yeah. right? They don't worry about those things because they don't have a lot. But the things that they do have, they're just they're happy just with. Thankful. For real, man. Here we don't we don't have a message of thankfulness. It's more, more, consume more, get more, dude. And there, it's just it's just it's a different culture in these places of the world. And they're like, happy. They're like, happier. What you're saying about Colombia? They're happier. Yeah. In life, like I remember, I, I you know their their housing at least from the outside didn't look as nice as so what we have in Canada, but they're they're smiling ear yeah. to ear like as if they're living the greatest life possible, and I. Those smiles yeah. that I saw that day, I couldn't go back yeah. to Canada and see people smiling the same way, on average at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I think mm-hmm. that speaks yeah. volumes, volumes that, and it we does. look down on people like that, saying like, "Oh man, like I feel bad for them because imagine growing up and not having anything and like you don't know any better." Where it's like they mm-hmm. sh- they're feeling bad for us. Like imagine having yeah. more than most and still being unhappy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's 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 a yeah. So that that's that's what I think. No, sometimes. you're true. You're completely right. And I find like even with social media, like people get so caught up. Social media doesn't show you someone's life. It doesn't allow you. It doesn't. It only shows you what they allow you to see. You're only seeing what you're allowed to see. You don't know everything that goes mm-hmm. on in the background and like. I think like social media, it's like, it's really interesting. I tell people, I'm like, don't get it confused. Like these same people that are wearing these products and marketing this stuff and saying, you got to have this on Instagram. They don't pay for that stuff. You know what I mean? It's a business. Like and what you're touching on too is is very important because, you know, especially like when you look at like these rappers and these music videos, right? They see the cars, they see the jewelry, they see the girls. But what they don't know is that those girls are paid models <laughs> that were hired, right? Yeah. That car, that car is not even their car. It was just literally, it's a prop. It was put there on the yeah. set. And that jewelry, as soon as the camera cuts, that all that jewelry is coming off their neck. It's fast. <laughs> like, and then you have a generation yeah, of people that are like, oh man, as soon as I make 50 racks, like I got to drop it on a chain. It's like, how about you buy yeah. a house? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Like, and it, when I look at it, like how a Mark Zuckerberg dresses, oh my gosh, yeah, right. Some of these young up and coming rappers dress. It, it's a it's the a real mindset. rich people. It's really a mindset. Like don't dress like that. They, you wouldn't even know that they're rich. I'm telling no. you <laughs> exactly. Like I'm pretty. Like if people had no access to internet or anything, Bill Gates was beside them. They wouldn't even know that's Bill Gates or Warren yeah. Buffett. They wouldn't even know that's them, yeah. right? And. You notice, like, the more money people make, the more minimalist they become because they start to understand these exactly. things don't matter. Look, look, at, how much, look how much jewelry Jay-Z used to wear versus now. Dude, you... I love that. I never thought of that, <laughs> but you're so, so right. 
everybody, even like, uh, I think recently, I, I mean, it's not Jay-Z money, but like, was it like 21 Savage? He's like, I'm not wearing chains anymore. I'm, and like, yeah, like, yeah. you get to a certain point where you're just like, why am I doing this? Like, let me. Yeah, you, you realize that it's a financial yeah. trap. Like, it's really a big financial trap. And it's like, it's, it's a waste of money. You have, like, you have jewelry, but it's like, all that money you made, you have, that's the best you have yeah, to show for, for it. Real, man. A lot of people, I think they don't know how to live within their bracket. And yep. I think, like, that's very important to know yep. because you can make good money. Like, let, I don't know. Let's say, like, you make 80K a year or 100K a year or something. Like, that's good money. But if you want to start living yeah. like you make 2.5 million a year, it's not going to work out. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're going to be broke. And, yeah, yeah, that's just the point I guess I'll leave it off on. <laughs> You'll be competing in the upcoming Olympics in, mm-hmm. in Tokyo. So how are you feeling about that whole experience? Man, I'm, I'm super excited. And with COVID and everything, obviously, like, it's going to be a complete different environment than ever before. I already realized that we got an email from team Canada, just kind of highlighting the fact that like fans won't be allowed in the stadium or at the event in general fans outside of Japan, actually. So I think like you might see like some Japanese people there, but um, they're not opening the gates for people from all sorts of countries to come and watch the games. So honestly, I I know it's going to be different in, I've I've had this conversation with a lot of my friends that like already went to the Olympics and they're like, oh man, like it's going to be different. I don't know how I feel about it, blah, 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 blah. But for someone like me, like I'm a competitor. And at the end of the day, like for me, yeah. the glory is nice and everything and like that moment. But at the end of the day, like I'm trying to get first place at that race. And as far as I'm concerned, yeah, that's all I need. Like we could be running in an empty stadium and I can get first place, and I'd be yeah. more than ecstatic. I'm just really excited. I'm really grateful that um, the Olympic Committee found a way to make this work and to still put on the event. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm just, I think thankful is just how you can summarize it. And as you look back on your entire journey mm. of life, you know, what are some of the life lessons that you've learned playing this game called life? I learned that um, things aren't always going to go your way. I think just uh, touching on like everybody has a different path. There's sometimes when you feel like your back is against the wall, but you're actually up against a wall, a wall that actually so happens to be a door to something greater. And, um, and I think mm-hmm. by being that, like to explain what that means, is like sometimes you think you're in hot water. Sometimes you don't know how you're going to get out of a situation or you don't know what you're going to do but it actually makes you grow. And if you didn't go through that experience, like a door wouldn't have opened for you in the future. For me, like it speaks to a lot of things. I've, <laughs> I wasn't like a bad student. I think at the end of the day, like I was always just an average student, but there's a lot of times where in school, I just didn't know like, man, how am I going to get the grades that I want? There's one class, I'm not going to lie. Like there's one class that I did really bad in and I had to retake it just because it, it wasn't the grade that I needed. It actually yeah. taught me because I, I ended up retaking it in the summer and I actually ended up, it was a psychology class, but I was struggling with it earlier on in the year, but taking it in the summer, figuring out a way to like study and write notes and stuff, like very simple things that uh, I just needed a little bit more help with actually made me into a better mm-hmm. student because I knew that the bare minimum is not cutting it anymore. It kind of helped me grow. And I think even from an academic standpoint, 
it motivated me because I was like, if I could bounce back. So I didn't do well in that. I'm not going to say what grade I got in the psychology class, but then I went from getting a bad grade to getting a 97% in the summer. And mind you, I wasn't taking a heavy course load. So I was able to dedicate all my time to it. But like, I was so proud of myself because I felt like a genius, like the way I was studying and like how much of my time I was devoting to that one subject. And it motivated myself yeah. because I was like, look at where I was, where I had a really poor grade. And then I came back and got a mm-hmm. 97% in the summer. So, um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I think patience is something that I've always realized that in life, you got to be patient. You You can't rush to make decisions. You have to analyze each situation and take your time to make a healthy, thoughtful mm-hmm. decision because you'll be a lot yeah. more happy knowing that you thought about all the positives and negatives and just making a decision to make a quick, sorry, I feel like I said decision too much, but like to make a quick like adjustment to your life. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> no, it does, bro. That's yeah. a perfect answer and very powerful stuff there. And Justin, I'm going to give you an open floor. It's all Ooh. yours. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to communicate or anything that you want to share with, share with the listeners. I feel like we talked about so much great stuff, but I think (laughs) at the end of the day, what's most important is just living life in the moment. We don't live forever. We don't have moments forever. You know what I mean? And I think uh, Mm -hmm. family is something that I always hold dear to myself and family, friends, but just mm-hmm. value those people around you because um, I've seen yeah. a lot of people go before or at least what I thought would be their time to go prematurely. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you never know how long someone's going to be there. And I think just appreciating mm-hmm. having those people around you, people that you cherish, people that you love, enjoying yeah. them in the moment, you know, because I think there's often times like whether yeah. it's a friend or a family member, um, if they pass – you're going to be sitting there saying like, I would do anything to just, just sit in a room with them. You know, you don't even have to talk, but like just to see them and see their face and see them smiling or something or have that bond with them. So I think before, you know, someone gets taken away from you, um, it's very important to just cherish them and love them while they're around. And uh, Mm -hmm. the last thing I'll say to that point too, is just in life, anything is possible. Don't let anyone ever tell you what you can or can't do. Or (laughs) depending what it is, like if someone's telling you like, hey, you're going to be a doctor, like, you know, you might want to take that (laughs) as a confidence booster. But like, um, I think more so don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. Yeah. Because what I've learned through life is like anything's possible. Uh, We talked about how people's journeys are different. People's paths are different. I'll Mm -hmm. say this, that there's certain people in life that do have a head start because they come from a family where they have more just naturally, like for some odd reason, like they they just have more than you do. But it doesn't mean that you can't have Mm -hmm. what they have or eventually come very close. Yeah. Actually, it reminds me of a story. I remember I used to talk to kids at St. Mike's. I was talking to some of the kids okay. that were on bursary there 
And for those who don't know, like bursary is basically a scholarship. So like they pay for your school and stuff like that. And this is when I was already graduated. I was in college. I don't, I think maybe I was a sophomore or something like that. I knew some of the kids because we, like we went to the same school at some point in time, but like they weren't my age, of course, they they were still in high school. I saw them, they were talking after school and a a lot of them were actually like genuinely upset. And they're saying like, Oh, like so-and-so at this school, like they have it so much nicer than us. And like, like I come from nothing and like it sucks and blah, 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 blah. And not to say like it doesn't hurt because it does, it does suck when you see like someone's ahead of you or like their family's ahead of you. But I told them, I'm like, yeah, listen, they might've started ahead in life and like their parents, Mm -hmm. you know, financially are able to provide them something that you might not have at the moment, but don't let that change what your parents are doing for you. Because I guarantee you that yeah. you know, some of your parents never had the opportunity to go to a private school in, in hopes of like, you know, mm-hmm. we have a hundred percent rate of getting kids into college. I don't know if you know that about St. Mike's, but like, if you go there, you're yeah. Wow. Yeah. hundred no, percent rate of getting kids into university. So like you will get into some sort of a university if you go to St. Mike's guaranteed at, at this point, like that's our fun stat. What yeah. I told those kids is like your parents they probably didn't have the same opportunity as you, but they found a way to give you something that they didn't have. And you can take this opportunity Mm -hmm. to go to university and make a better life and whatever for yourself. And then you can do that for your kids and then they can do that for their kids. And I said, general generational wealth has to start somewhere and it's not fair. Like you might not reap the rewards or whatever, but all you can hope for is that like the next generation from your family lives a better life than you did. And I think like you got to acknowledge that your parents are trying to do that for you. And then when I, when I told them that, they're yeah. just like, Oh yeah, like that's a good way of thinking about it. But I think that's important to acknowledge as well. So, and that's, that's what I'll leave the list. Yeah. With. <laughs> yeah. That's some very powerful stuff, bro. But you're 110% spot on, bro. All right, <laughs> Justin, thanks so much for your time. Uh, many blessings to you and no your family. Problem. Wishing you all the best in the upcoming Olympics and your career. Uh, it's been it's been a pleasure having you on. I would love to get you back on sometime in the I near future. That, Yusuf. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having yeah. me. Obviously, it's a pleasure. I feel like two birds, one stone with you, where it's like we're friends. So like we got to catch up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then we also yeah. got to get like a good podcast in as well. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to the second and final part of my conversation with Justin Knight. Be sure to share and subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. Until next time.